Mr. Honest Podcast. Trying on new things as usual. It's good to be here again for you all. For me, really, more importantly. <clears throat> um, the live show went great. I had a lot of fun. Chimera's Comics. Uh, good, good, good time. We'll be back. I assure you, we will be back. Um, a lot of more things on the horizon. Got some stuff for brewing. The sun's rising on the vibes. Feel me there? Don't drive. Beat. Feel. Stop your feet. Dance. Turn around. Mr. Honest Podcast is brought to you in part by... I can't think of anything because we don't have any sponsors yet. So if you're interested in giving us a little, you know, well, giving us a little bit of money to shout out your product, I got a whole lot of listeners now. Don't tell them they don't know that we actually don't have any. All right. Well, well we got some exciting things coming up on the show today. Hooray. Yippity day. Gonna dance, gonna do it my way. So uh, I haven't been singing for work as much lately. That's cool. Why? Because when I do sing, it's just like something that I, uh, it's like opening the toolbox and like, it's for the first time in a long time. I don't know. It's just everything's fresh. It's not the first time in a while. I'm like a child doing things that I'm feeling. My feelings are reeling. Who's telling me what to do, who to be, who I gotta see? Don't wanna fly with a typical vibe on a Saturday night. DoorDash is going good. Really fun. Um, doing it at all hours, learning that uh, I can grind my little, you know, extra money up whenever I want to put money towards the podcast. So I'm actually got a good little savings going for myself because um, there's a lot of things I want to do with the podcast on the live show. Um, you know, Mr. Honest Live was, I feel like a taste of what could be uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of fun shows in the future. You know, I want to keep doing this. As I've said, till I'm dead. Well, there's no promises. I can't say I won't burn out on this, but I'm here today. Man, this wasn't Eminem genuinely. It's going to come to you. Like... You would argue, if I, if you know Dan Harmon and you know that I've been talking about him a lot, such and such and such, you know, that he is like probably my rap inspiration, but no, you would find if you did a little digging, Urban Legend tells, I uh, have a bit of a rap career myself, yeah, that's right, I got on stage one time at the Fall in the Green, it's my local town festival, you see, every September we get around Oak Lawn, Town Square, yeah, well, there was this little karaoke thing in the back, right? All the kids got there. It was like the coolest thing. All the kids from the high school, the cools, the nerds, the older kids, the younger kids, everyone preferred. Well, we did a little bit of jiving. I got up on the stage and I did some Eminem, right? Did a freestyle rap. Fucking freestyle rap. Now, you 
would think that this went bad, but somehow, somehow, I tapped into something that night, and I gave the best freestyle of my life. Good Lord, I say. I sway to the rhythm. I beat it to the day. I, I made everyone dance and groove until one kid came from the crowd too soon. He tried to school me. His name was Jeremy. I said, dude, come up on stage with me. I gave him his two cents, and guess what? I won that rap battle. That's what's what. It's a true story, and I just improvise rap that. I'm not gonna fall into a pat back. I'm a backpack man, stick in the back bank. I'm really feeling this vibe. Get on my ride. Chicka 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 ding vibe. William Defoe with the William Defoe. William Defoe. Where the word the Avenge me! That's just my William Defoe. Alright, that was fun. Um, hi guys, hello, hello audience. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm really just ecstatic about, uh, you know, the whole podcast is just pretty much me today in podcast. Podcast, pickety podcast, pickety pop, 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 podcast. You know, I love that me and Conan O'Brien launched one at the same time because you see by now he has Michelle Obama. Well, you know what, Michelle? I'll take Zach Christensen over you any day. Dave Ford? Talk about way better than Will Ferrell. Nico Velasquez? Mark Marin? Get out of town! You got nothing on my crew! Y'all think you could just come in here and act like I I don't really own podcasts, right? But I love them. And this is going to be edited or it won't be. I think I got some good levels on this. I'm refreshed. It's been, for me, just about a week since I laid down Trek. Um, we did the podcast. I got to stop saying that. We did the show um, at Chimera's on Thursday night. Today is Friday, a week later, so eight days ago. And um, I've kind of just edited the episode Sunday and just taken a break. I've been listening, but I can't help but like listen to a few because every time I release one, I get a nice, um, I get a nice, like a nice response. Not from like a lot, but from something. Like, you know, I always get back something I, that, that's so important. You know, um, you know, I'm not gonna put too much light on it, but uh, you know, a couple people came out to that show on the podcast taping just because of a couple flyers that came out, and that was real cool. You know, and one of the guys uh, he left a review on the page. And yeah, thank you. I'm gonna say thank you. You really get, you know, you, you like that made me feel good. So I appreciate that. You know, I don't wanna uh, make it, um, you know, too much of a thing, but it means a lot that I, I could reach someone. And that that's not desperation. It's really more or less. This side of me is new. It's um, you know. I've like put on a front of I am smiling all the time and I'm a musician and that's like somehow everyone just believes and I'm like an actor everyone just believes that like I'm just far away and okay but like I've I've been on an island of 
my own um well that doesn't make sense you know i i've just really and i like to make excuses for just i like to be alone i like to be alone i don't want to be bugged sometimes and that's okay i'm saying that's okay if it's not okay with you that's okay too um, yeah, so I'm going to talk about, you know, a little bit of, uh, that need for space today. Um, I'm going to talk about something difficult for me to talk about. You know, today we were going to have another guest. Um, we'll get into that. No guest today. Because I don't just bring anyone on here. I just don't. That's not how it's going to be, okay? That sounds so defensive, but, uh... No, you'll, you'll get it. I don't know. You don't have to get it. I don't want to shit talk anyone, but I also, you know, if I'm hurt, you know, if I feel hurt by something or someone, this is what this is for. Now, if you come into my life and you start fucking with me, you know, on an emotional level, on a cynical level, like out of nowhere, yeah, I'm going to probably talk about it. You know I'm doing this. So yeah, I'm going to start, I'm going to talk about this shit. I'm just going to get into it because I'm mad about it. All right. Grew up with a friend. He'll remain unnamed. Well, I mean, there's no point for me to name him because um, anyone who knows me knows probably who he is. <clears throat> Only because they know me. He's my best friend. But also, if you, you wouldn't know who he is. So what's the point of hurting him, like his name? And uh, there's no point. That's not what I want. You know, I want to just just vent, you know, about this. And it's just bullshit. And he might listen, he might not. I don't give a shit. All right? I grew up in this, uh, in, in, in and out of bands. I've said that a million times, probably on here by now. By the way, correction, last week I announced that's the 13th episode. I think I brought that doom upon myself. That was episode 14. So this is episode 15. So there was no bad luck. It was, uh, and there wasn't, it was a fun day. The only weird thing was the door opening. That was a little weird. And, um, you know, I know the audio wasn't perfect. I acknowledge it. Okay. We're getting there. Easy, easy girl. Arthur is like, uh, now he's just being written out slowly, you know. No, I mean, everything's gotta go. I, I like Arthur, but yeah, I'm not having fun doing it anymore. I'm acting like there's any demand for it. <laughs> there's not. Nobody, nobody has once asked me <laughs> to do Arthur Morgan for them, but, you know, I can't, you know, I, I think I gotta say, I think I gave him a run, and uh, I, I'm not playing Red Dead Redemption 2 anymore, I'm just not into it anymore, I was, just, I just like clicked back into an old episode, because I was listening to the new one on uh, iTunes, and it flipped back to like an old one, um, one of like the middle ones, and I was saying, I said something out of nowhere, like, Red Dead Redemption, 2 online is better than GTA online and, and I didn't really emphasize I, so I, I I don't even remember that saying that so I'm going to have to go back and you know I'm just going to say now that that's, it's boring um, Red Dead Online is boring it's a time sinker don't waste your time playing it it's what do you I and mean, if you're having a blast actually if, no, no, no. if you have a lot of friends and it's your thing go for it I'm not going to be pessimistic about this I actually think the potential for it is a lot of fun but 
I don't like the cash grabs when they're making all the money already. People like them for their single player games. I'll say it once, I'll say it again. Groundbreaking games. They make iconic games. And for a lot of that user base, a lot of the players, personally, I think that we really just want the single player games from you, Rockstar. I would rather have a single player game where co-op is implemented and then, you know, play that multiplayer. You know, that's the multiplayer I want from you. Challenges against friends. And then you could, like, go on GTA. Like, GTA is about the world and, and it's not about like making money I don't know like I played that GTA Online a lot more than I played RDR Online and that's why I'm kind of a little bitter towards the both um, because it's just like it's like life you know you're gonna learn eventually that like it's just like what's the point of it what's the point of getting all these digital cars and like there's no like completion to story or anything I'm gonna probably every time I say I'm gonna cut something out it makes me feel less honest so then I end up not cutting it out you know so I don't know I, I'm, I'm learning as I go also last week Mr. Dave our antagonist Dave Ford and uh, Carmelo Chimera they were giving me a hard time a little bit about my lack of appreciation for DC and I, I've been thinking about that a lot, you know? It makes you feel like the hater. I don't, I don't, out of nowhere, I felt like I was in front of a group hating on something that people love. Which is true. It's like, it, they were joking and it was lighthearted. But like, I don't know if I got my point across well enough. And, you know, since they're not here to say anything, um, and defend themselves. I'm going to just talk about it. <laughs> no, I'm not actually saying anything about them. I just, I've been thinking a lot about it. Um, yeah, it's all with the DCU. Like I said, DCEU, they call it. Extended Universe. It's nothing with the comics. It's nothing with the Justice League or Batman or Superman or those characters. And I should go on to say that I love Batman. Big fan of Batman. Um, the animated series growing up all the Arkham games I mentioned um, the Christopher Nolan series uh, it kind of was hard to get on mic but I was talking with Carmelo at the show and uh, he was asking me which was my favorite so I was saying definitely Dark Knight I remember seeing that the same summer as Iron Man and yeah I'd say you know I will say walking out of that summer I probably said I like Dark Knight it's impossible to say better because I liked I saw Iron Man twice man I loved Iron Man the hype was real after Iron Man I mean the hope for the Avengers that's when I started getting all crazy online finding out more about Marvel the Avengers you know I'd pick up a comic and then my ADD would take me to a CD like I, I would never be on one thing too long but man I could stay into a movie and, and um, I really enjoyed that so here we are Captain Marvel's been out for a few weeks. I really, really enjoyed it. But I'm going to be 
And I'm going to be honest, I really want to see it again. I mean, I was so excited to see it that sometimes when you're, when I, I'm going to say just me, when I'm so hyped up about something, I get, almost get in my head about that excitement. And I can almost put that right on Avengers Age of Ultron. I was like, I think it is possible to be too excited for something. And when, like, you know, it's it's dangerous for nerds, geeks, or, you know, anyone who's depressed. And honestly, I'm going to say it, like, when that movie was over, I, I was depressed because I was so, like, honestly, too excited for it. And I wasn't depressed that I didn't like it. I was just, you can't possibly put that much into a two and a half hour time span and expect it to just change your whole life. But that's how that's how good these movies are. <laughs> this, is just a, this is just a circle jerk over the MCU at this point. No, but Captain Marvel was fun. Um, you know, I, I really am very. I don't. I, I don't know what a general census is because, for the most part, what I've seen and heard from friends is that they really liked it. But then, you know, I'm a YouTube uh, surfer now. I mean, I'm on the. I'm, I'm going through the YouTube verse. I'm like seeing all these different takes on uh, Marvel theories and whatnot. I try not to watch too many. Um, you know, because I want my own take. I definitely disagree with a lot of what's going on. Um, with like, one, not, not a lot of what's, what's going on, but just one video I came across. I don't, I'm not going to say the name of the guy. It was just ultra negative. It was saying, we as the fans don't want this. We don't want Captain Marvel. Nah. We don't want Captain Marvel because we don't, because she's like, none of us asked for this. I mean, I don't care if you ask for it. I trust Marvel. Um, Captain Marvel is, uh, you know, it, 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 it's a... Yeah, it's, it's an attempt to bring in some new viewers to the MCU. Female audience. I mean, gosh, it's a... You know, it's just the way that these um, these guys are, like, acting out like it's hurting them. <laughs> they don't want Marvel, Captain Marvel's influence on the new Avengers movie, right? I understand that. You know, we've been waiting for this ultimate moment of... You know, a, a come-together moment for our heroes and... A lot of us, a lot of you don't want, you don't want that to be ruined by a new hero because that, that's almost like, like in Overwatch, when you shake up the board so much, you're going to change the entire game. So it's called Endgame, and I mean, at this point, at this point, how many times have we doubted, or our fans doubted, um, the ideas of something being able to be pulled off in the MCU? And then them doing it. Uh, and, and might I say, very good. That's my guinea pigs drinking water. They're passive aggressive right now because they want uh, breakfast. We got to give them veggies. It's early though. I don't give it to them usually until like two hours from now. But they're smart. They know when I talk. They're, they're little smarties. Yeah, but Captain Marvel. Very good. That's like all I say about things. It was good. It was bad. Hey, don't call it bad. <laughs> Samuel Jackson looked like young Samuel Jackson. Um, I thought Brie Larson was funny and charming. I really, really liked the uh, the scroll. I thought they were real fun, and uh, you know, I, I'm interested in them. A lot of venting gonna be happening today. Yeah, got a lot of shit I want to say. 
And uh, I'm gonna put the music down for a bit because I th I think I've just really gotten into into rapping and like being like silly a little bit more often than I am just talking. So I want to talk a little bit more. Um, yeah, I do have some. I definitely do have some things I want to uh, you know just get out. One thing. Well, I have a couple things, but one thing um, happened was I had an old friend come back into my life, and um, one of my oldest friends. Sometimes, when you're you know when you're growing up, you lose friends, you gain friends. I mean, a lot of us know this. A lot of us yet to learn it. Some of us never learn it. Um, you know, everyone has their own outlook, right? But my, for me, I've lost. Uh, well, I tend to stay away from people who technically have hurt me, right? So some of my best friends I was in bands with, I was in high school with, um, you know, you can call best friends people who come over every day, we walk to school together, but at the same time, you know, you're getting kind of bullied by them nonchalantly, you know, getting your weight made fun of them by uh, by them every single day. Um, and it's just a joke, but it, so it's okay, it's part of your friendship. But, I mean, a self-esteem, you know, deep down on the, when, when they know that's hurting you, they keep doing it, it is a, a, a reflection of how they're feeling on the inside. And I'm sorry to keep saying they, 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 they. I'm not bitter enough to put this person's name in the podcast because I don't think he deserves it. Um, because he's a he's a free rider is what he is. He um, And people who do things um, okay, so I'm being so cryptic and I just gotta keep going with the story because you know, I could give this story. Fuck it, you know. Um, all throughout high school, I had this deep ambition to be a singer. I wanted to. I wanted to sing so bad um, and be in a band and be just like Blink-182, you know. That was my <laughs> that was my high school dream. So I emulated that a lot. So I got rallied my friends who kind of played music and band, and we, we joined together and we played, we played music. And I wrote a lot of songs with these guys. Good songs, bad songs. In retrospect, all probably very bad songs. But what was there was a lot of camaraderie and a lot of heart. Um, but, but the thing that tore us apart was really not just differences in, well, yeah, these, these, you know, these guys all got girlfriends and we're all in high school and we're not, we're very mature and, you know, we don't have a lot of money, a lot of excuses. You know, I wasn't very, a very good singer and they reminded me of that. I remember getting messages from this guy, um, my supposed best friend, after our, in eighth grade, our, they messaged a record label and they sent our shitty song, like our home recorded song to them and they said, oh no, the vocals are bad, this is bad. And then, and then my, this so-called friend messages me and says, it's all your fault, man. So you failed. Like, you, fu you fucked us over. You failed us. And, like, I took that in and, like, I, but I got better because of it. You know? And, and, and it's a truth. But, like, he was no good. This guy is no good. He, he never did anything um, but be, want to be a part of it. He wanted to, he wanted glory, but no, no um, groundwork in, in that field, you know? So, I always included him because he was my best friend. Even though so many other friends he'd hurt. I have a gay friend who we gay bash in high school. He'd, he'd also make fun of his weight. I, I, um, I have friends who weren't as loud or who were a little bit different in high school. And he would always bully them. And maybe I'd lean into it a little bit too. I'd get on the meme train with him without realizing it. 
and I think, you know, I don't even realize some of these things until later. But we keep going, we keep going, we're still friends until like, we're playing GTA Online, uh, you know, the original like Xbox, you know, we're on and off friends throughout years because our friendship always ends in him hurting me or me saying something that the guy doesn't agree with and then him blowing up and him saying a ton of completely out of left field resentful bullshit like if he did one thing if he picked you up for school if he picked you up for school that day you would uh, honestly get shit all over um, a little later in the day because not not because of that directly but because that you gave him the right of passage to do that because you did something nice and when you did something that he didn't like he'll just rip you a new asshole but he's funny and he's just being silly it's a it's a whole bag of issues that aren't mine so I put them aside but every like year or so that person comes back around and they want to be a part of my life again and every now and again I'll call that person because I want to be a part of their life again because I'm reminded of those really good times we had and I've changed so much since high school like that immature side of me um, you know that that gay friend who you know you know he's not just gay he's got a lot of cool, great qualities to him but like that friend became one of my best friends and you know I think if, if the person I'm talking about in terms of that that old the the friend beca who became my best friend you know is, is he means more to me now only because I don't know who the person is anymore the, the, the old best friend you know he he let me down in ways that he doesn't understand he hurt me he, he's oh man I can't even begin to tell you how many times I've been hurt by this person and from your simple perspective it's probably you know you're probably just saying well why do you keep going back it's your fault you're right but I don't know I, I mean it's, it's just easier said than done when you have I'm a very forgiving person but I also don't forget and um it's just I I, I, I gotta stop letting letting toxins back in you know because it if it's toxic to you once it's always going to be if i've made these great leaps and bounds what is taking old medicine and going back to an old formula going to do for me even if maybe me and him have both trans you know move forward and, and and gotten better in our own ways when we get together maybe that clicks but um no i mean he's an asshole that's what you are man you're a fucking asshole you're a dick and I don't call that to many people, but when you hurt people, when you steal, when you're rude, when you're mean, when you're hateful, you're an asshole, dude. He wanted to come on my show. Like, like he could just, like, like every band I started, if he didn't want to be in it or he had a girlfriend, he want to show up. If I ever started something, he'd come by like three months later, the minute there was a little tiny hint of success, and he'd try and like join up on it. Like, I, I said I wanted to talk to him on the podcast about our friendship and maybe hash some stuff out. He gets all excited and wants to like 
make websites, take over social media. And, and, and I said, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's just do an episode first. Want to do it today? Want to do it tomorrow? Want to do it the next day? He starts calling me every single fucking day. I call him once. They haven't talked for a year. He calls me every single day. Let's go through some of these texts. This is my format now. He's, he can start a podcast and start talking shit about me. He can use my name. I'm not going to use his name. I mean, it's 180. It's 180. I texted him once, and um, and we hung out. Great. We called. We hung out the next day. Great. And then he wants to go to DoorDash with me because I can't get paid out immediately. And I needed a couple bucks. Well, you know, that's fun. We did it for one day. And then he wanted to do it the next day. And um, I had to go to my other job. I was on call. And he said, you want to DoorDash all day today? And I said, um, no, I'm working my other job. And then he replies, you're working your other job all day until 11 p.m. And I said, who are you, my boss? Because <laughs> I didn't know what kind of reply to give him. This was like the fifth day in a row of us talking. And us wanting to hang out. And, um, or him wanting to hang out with me. And directly messaging me like for the... He was messaging me like three times a day, every day, maybe more, out of nowhere to hang out, If I, even if I said no earlier. And uh, I said, who are you, my boss? Because it's like, lay off. I just let you back in. Why are you gotta, why do you gotta ask me what I'm doing all day until 11 p.m.? It's none of your fucking business. Um, guess what he got, the, listen to what he says. This is on the same minute. I sent, who are you, my boss, at 9.45. He says, ah, all right, man, 9.45. Two minutes later, 9.47. Just figured you want to hang and make some money with me today. Since I've went out of my way for you multiple times these last days. And you still blow me off. Kind of was expecting that from you, though, honestly. But good, good luck with your podcast and tire. I'm done, man. Now, you might not know some of these things he was talking about. When I was with him, I was telling him how I need to get my head replaced. He offered to put the bulb in for me. I went and bought it at Walmart. We went uh, back to his place. It took about 10 minutes. He put the bulb in for me. He offered to do it. Another thing was I was going to put air in my tires. He wanted to be with me. The guy, the guy like, like he wanted to come and along with me and like DoorDash with me when we could have been doing it separately. And then I went to, I, I need to get air in my tires. I went to Discount Tires and got air in my tires. He thinks he, I like need him. He thinks I need him. And um, I don't. I said, thanks, buddy. I, I mean, I guess the episode won't, about you won't have you in it. Um, your biggest fault is your neediness. And then I sent a really bad voice to text thing that made no sense, um, which made me seem like probably, you know, he probably ate that up and blocked me. I said, the world is an out to get you. It's not all bullshit. It's you who does this to yourself. That came through. Whatever you ask yourself why Eric isn't talking to me, go back to this text, do you fool. <laughs> I think the message got across. And I said, I forgot it was in your friend contract to be available to you at all times. You set yourself up for this, you'll never learn. Keep your nasty bullshit out of my life. It's toxic. And you, maybe, you know, in retrospect, maybe I blew up on him. 
No, it's that, that this is that type of like 180. Um, I'm gonna give you my all my nastiness in a bag if you don't get me exactly what I want because I did something I deem nice nice enough for me to treat you like shit. Well, guess what? You can do something nice for me, and I'm gonna. But if you treat me like shit, I'm gonna put the hate on you. Fuck you. Stay away from me. This is angry, Eric. This is Mr. Honest when he's mad. You. F this is this is how you piss me off to my core. We're never gonna be friends again. I'm more mature than that. I'm mature enough to not say your name and shit talk your name. But it's the only reason is, and I'm sorry to hurt you. It's not ever gonna be known. You're nobody. You're nobody. You're a fly. You're a piece of shit. And that's what you've called me before plenty of times. Stay out of my life. Oh, God. See, that's... See, I feel like that came out. No, no, I'm not talking to you, audience. Okay, deep breaths. Deep breaths. All right. I felt good. I felt good to say. I felt good to say out loud. Because I've said it so many times in a text or in my head. Um, but now that I have it in audio, I'll flip through this. I'll remember this. I'm not going to forget this. I don't want to be friends with somebody who hurts me, who brings me back to hard times, who makes me feel less, who makes me feel not worthy, who bullshits me to get in on something that it seemed like he was in excited about being on the podcast and being a part of it. And then the minute something doesn't go his way, it almost seemed like he thought I needed him for it. I don't. I don't need you. I don't want any of your help. I don't want any of your um, so-called kindness. I don't want any of your bullshit or your toxicity. If you bring that into my life, you're gone. And, and, and I'm never going to talk to you again. Stay away. And, and, and ask... I mean, the only way I know how to deal with things is by running away from them. And that is a problem. I'm trying to deal with it. But if you're fucking with me, if you really want to be my friend and then you start fucking with me, bye. Bye-bye. Adios. And you should follow that, too. Don't let anybody drag you down. Don't. I don't care how long they've been in your life. I don't care how long they've been your friend. If they're hurting you, they're not hearing that. Well, they don't deserve you. They don't deserve you. Say it. They don't deserve me. There's somebody you're contemplating. It's been over a year. And you're thinking, I don't know. This person really, they, they mean well, but they keep fucking me. And not just like by accident, on purpose. They're hurting me. They're hurting me. No. No more. Because my talent isn't going to be de defined by your um, lack of care. Because when I bring him into the equation, he fucks everything up. He won't show up to something, or he'll throw a hissy fit on the day, or he won't do something he said he was going to do last minute and completely fuck me. Um, and to be honest, a lot of the reason why a lot of my bands in high school didn't work was because of this person, because of his flakiness and his and his bullshit and his drama he brought into the band. And I remember that ten years later. So yeah, I, I'm sorry. Don't hold on to things, but also don't forget who's hurt you. Don't let them back. I, I, I've never found, never found it to be. Um, to be the answer to let him back in because 
it's a formula. It's a formula you have with that person. You're almost hurting them too by letting him back. I'm going to tell you one other thing. I brought the guy back into my life and then he like quit his job the next day. It was a new job, but like it, it was, it's like manic. It's, it's scary, you know? And we had such a good time. That's what made me so mad that he 180 on me. We had such a good time that he probably wanted to just not lose me again. And it hurts to hurt him to, at that idea. And he thought by me not wanting to hang out with him once that I, he was losing me. But that's his fault that he should know by now that I'm not like that. And he should, he's got to learn now that he can't treat people like that. Maybe he'll have another best friend 10 years from now who's, and, and, and he'll have this chance again. And he won't fuck it up. He fucked it up with me. I don't want him. I don't need a friend like that. I don't, I don't ever need to worry about that again. Because it hasn't happened to me in years. I felt like I was in high school again. So, one more time, and this is for the last time. You're not my friend anymore. Your past doesn't hurt. That's insane. To say that you're not going to be tempted to do something like that, that's insane. I'm not telling you what to do. I needed to go through this a thousand times before it hit me, and who knows, maybe I need to go through it a thousand more. perspective and learning from your faults falling getting up falling falling getting up falling falling getting up down up don't worry about getting back up just do it don't think about it do it that's what those motivational speeches on YouTube say anyway you know of people say they want their life to be like the movies what do you think life is i mean what do you think the movies are based off of life's better than a movie we're back to music segments again that's cool well, let's just spew some thoughts here. Think, think, think. What to talk, what to talk, what to do. I guess we're coming towards an end here. It's a shorter one today. I just wanted to get one out. We're happening. I actually am just sitting here thinking of this song. I threw it on. It's the longest one I've come out. It's called Perspectives. That's why I said that. It is actually kind of inspiring. The boy walked to the park. <laughs> we'll do like a book narration. It was a beautiful day. It's like Anthony Hopkins narrating a children's book. <laughs> I just thought something so funny. So Anthony Hopkins watched Breaking Bad. Isn't that cute? Just to imagine Anthony Hopkins watching Breaking Bad. No, not really, because it's a great show. Why would that be cute? I'll tell you why. He loved it so much that he sent Brian Cranston a letter after he watched it. This, I, I knew this for a while, but what, what gets me is just imagine that Brian Cranston, like, like let, let, let's, let's look at this letter. I'm going to read it. I mean, imagine Alec, I almost said Alec Baldwin. I really like Breaking, I really like breaking Bad too, Eric. 
You've told me multiple a time, Alec. But <laughs> Sir Anthony Hopkins is a little bit more important than you. Mm. Noted. So, Anthony Hopkins. I want to see this now, and I'm going to read it, because Anthony Hopkins, such a fan of Breaking Bad. Imagine him just, like, on his tummy, on his bed, like like a little girl, like, with his laptop, just, like, Googling out, because he is Anthony Hopkins, and he knows he can get to Brian Cranston if he wanted to, or pretty much anyone. You know, right now I'm on this website trying to find this, and there's this ad with Chadwick Bosman, the Black Panther himself, like, trying to get me to sign up for Vanity Fair. Where is it? Where is this letter? I want to see it. There it is. Okay. Dear Mr. Constant. <laughs> I wanted to write you this email. So I am contacting you through Jeremy <laughs> Baba. I take it we are both represented by UTA. Great agency. I've just finished a marathon of watching Breaking Bad for the first season. So the last eight episodes of the sixth season. I downloaded the last season on Amazon, in all caps. A total of two weeks, in parentheses, addictive viewing. I've never watched anything like it. Brilliant! Your performance as Walter White was the best acting I have seen. Ever. I know there is so much smoke-blowing and sickening bullshit in this business, and I've sort of lost belief in anything, really. But this work of yours is spectacular. Absolutely stunning. What is extraordinary is the sheer power of everyone in the entire production. What was it, five or six years in the making? How the producers yourself being one of them, the writers, directors, cinematographers, every department, casting, etc., managed to keep the discipline and control from the beginning to the end is that overused word. Awesome. From what started as a black comedy, descended into a labyrinth of blood, destruction, and hell. It was like a great Jacobson Shakespearean or Greek tragedy. If you ever get a chance, would you pass on my admiration to everyone? Anna Gunn, Dean Norris, Aaron Paul, Betsy Brandt, R.G. Mitty, Rob, Bob Odenkirk, Jonathan Banks, Stephen Michael, Casada, everyone. Everyone gave masterclass performance. The list is endless. Thank you. That kind of work slash artistry is rare, and when once in a while it occurs, as epic in this work, it restores confidence. You and all the cast are the best actors I've ever seen. That may sound like a good lung full of smoke blowing, but it is not. It's the monster midnight out here in Malibu when I felt compelled to write this email. Congratulations, and my deepest respect. You truly are a great, great actor. Best regards, Tony Hopkins. <laughs> I mean, I, I went from being silly to just really, really loving reading that. 
because it's true. But imagine being Brian Cranston. I mean, the guy won. He put on that. Everything Anthony Hopkins said is true, but the fact that Anthony Hopkins, he's a great, he's a phenomenal actor. Um, one of the greatest actors of our time validated that to Brian Cranston directly. What does one of Brian Cranston's people do? Shares it with someone who shares it, who shares it, who shares it, who shares it, and then it goes viral. Anthony Hopkins has like never said anything about this except that he'll never will write another fan mail again. That's like in this article. Doesn't that break your heart in a way? Like the vulnerability of Anthony Hopkins, like he feels almost like belittled. It it in 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 because he he showed that he fanboyed over Breaking Bad like the rest of us. This was year two years ago, three years ago now, but it was just hitting me in the car just like just the situation you know it's Anthony Hopkins is us in the situation of a fan but he's also Anthony Hopkins and he's he's like he's sending the most admirable fan letter it's honestly one of the most brilliantly written fan letters you could ever imagine and and the only thing that could probably ruin this for Brian Cranston is like having this spilled and like someone in his crew or party like <laughs> let it out and Anthony Hopkins feelings were hurt and fuck everybody who like Judge Hopkins who judged Hopkins who judged him he just didn't want it out there I don't think anyone judged him I think we all loved him for it I think uh, part of the reason Breaking Bad is part of the reason why we got Anthony Hopkins awesome performance on Westworld you could see man he, the guy takes it up a level let's read that last line again or one of those last lines that really pumped me up he said um, that may sound like a good uh, blah blah blah, blah. Um, it, it, it restores confidence he said it restores confidence that's cool I, I, I don't know touching upon that connection how two people can touch like that that never met but like if I were Brian Cranston I were an actor and I grew up I mean even me as a kid watched Silence of the Lambs a ton of times yeah what kind of kid does that me I love Silence of the Lambs creepy fucking movie I mean Anthony Hopkins playing um, 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 Hannibal Lecter freaky outstanding terrifying and the fact that Hannibal Lecter was like kind of like a side character in this whole thing not a side character but like you know he wasn't the main antagonist it was even better because like it almost introduced you I'm losing it a little bit, but I don't know why I wanted to tell you that. Well, I, I will tell you. I was thinking in the car, and then I recorded a voice memo to put on the podcast, and then on my AirPod, and it didn't come out very good. So that's my version of it now. I think this one was way funnier. Okay. That is, I think that's what I want to talk about today. I think that's everything for today. I ranted, I sang, I rapped. Talked a little bit about Captain Marvel. And as we approach infinity, endgame, endgame, endgame correction for every time I've called endgame infinity war again. Maybe I'll use the time stone to go fix that. Um, yeah, thanks for coming by today. We're going to have um, more episodes to come. I still, you know, I, a while ago I said I'm going to have a guest on the show. And you're all going to be very excited about it. And then I had a guest called Mr. Guest, which ended up being Dave Ford, which was my friend who a lot of you probably didn't know. But I'm sure you fell in love with because he's a charming, charming personality. And man, um, well, okay, had to go there, I guess. That being said, I do have a celebrity guest 
um, lined, vaguely lined up. It's this person's busy, so they're going to be coming when they can. And um, I'm not going to knock down their door to get it. It's like, we need you on the Mr. Honest Podcast. We've got a deadline. No. Um, we're building slowly and surely. And if you really like the podcast, all I will ask is that you do go rate it. Go rate it on Apple or Spotify where you're listening. Because I want to be featured. I want to keep doing this. I'm not holding this over anyone's head. I'm going to keep doing this. But I really would like to find an audience. You know, that one guy who came out to the uh, live show. You know, thank you. Thank you for coming. That was cool. Um, I said one guy and then his sister came too. I'm saying it's one guy, but his sister came too. I can't forget that. She came. You know, she was, they, they were cool. I, um, I want more of you to come. It's fun. That sounded... I'm gonna sound like a little, like a little, a little Michael Jackson esque. I watched those too, but I don't want to get. I mean, everyone's talking about that. The Michael Jackson stuff fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that's all, that's all I need to say on there. <clears throat> and also, a lot of sides to it. It's scary how both sides are completely convincing on that. On that, you know. Well, the song's over. It was an 11 minute song. We talked over it. And we're still here. What are you doing? Go home. Ferris Bueller reference. Okay. We're going to put this one in the bag. We're going to put this one behind us. Going to put it behind us.